Hey! Move. You know what, you know what I'm gonna ask you? Balls. Where do you take the promo code Dangle? Where do you take it? Oh. Where do you where do you take it? Where do you take where it? Do take where it? do you enter it? Where, where does um, it enter? Where does it oh. need to be inserted? Where does it insert? Okay. Now Say more things. Why are you both looking at me? Where do, where, like, where, so it? where does it go? I'm asking because this is a test and Jesse doesn't know the answer. Where does it go, I, Steve? I know, so he's doing the evil thing where he yeah. looks at me. Yeah. Where do you put the where do you, where do you <laughs> put the pro Come on. Where do you put it? Come on, where do you put it, where Steve? Where do you put it? Dangle. No, no where do you where put do you it? Put where do you put it? Yeah. 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 No, just manscaped.com. Oh. <laughs> and what will be the climactic moment once you do that? Uh, what do you get? With the words. I'm asking them. What, what, what are you going to get? It'll be a climactic yeah. moment when you yeah. enter Dangle and Manscaped. 20% off and free shipping. Hey, let's start the show. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook. The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! Okay. 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 Listen, if this is how it's got to be, this is how it's got to be. We all knew. Oh, yeah. I mean, if the Leafs came away from with a split, everybody would be saying, well, tonight's the night they're going to lose then. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm sorry. If they came away yeah. with a sweep of their, of their home. It's hard not to get greedy. Because after oh, yeah. they won game one, I'm like, mm, maybe. Playoffs, greed is good. I thought it'd be 2 nothing, and then Tampa would take the next two, and I thought it'd end up 2-2 somehow. Oh. You know? Interesting. That's how I thought it would play out, but. I uh, I think I'd be, I expected to be 2-2 after mm-hmm. four, um, after Tampa, but I suppose we'll see. This is a big task for Sheldon Keefe, and it's quickly becoming a quick task or a big task for John Tavares. So let's talk about, we'll get to John Tavares in a second here, but I got to say, um, uh, obviously a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of focus on Wayne Simmons after game yep. two and Wayne Simmons got up in front of the meeting and he said, listen, I'm a, I'm a man. I can admit that I make, I make mistakes. And he said, I made two big ones. Yeah. Like it's uh, for, for me, it was done and dusted after the game. Like you took two dumb penalties. You, I'm, it's, I, don't, I think it's a bit egregious to say he cost them the game, but they were two bad penalties. I, I don't think it's done and dusted at all. I don't think, I think, and I don't think it's egregious. I think you shouldn't touch the ice, and you did cost them two goals oh, directly by, game three. by your actions, you, he, by dumb actions. You yeah. cost them two goals. You should not play game three. No. No way. And, uh, like, <laughs> I saw, oh, God, who had the article? It was CJ, actually, talking about how the Leafs prepared for playoff hockey and for the refs to, uh, to put their whistles away like they do every playoffs, but then they didn't. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I'm not allowing myself to get distracted, and I'm not allowing myself to go, yeah, oh, it figures. Because for a split second, I was like, yeah, it figures. No, William Nylander tripped a guy with his foot. Ilya Labushkin hooked Braden Point in his hands. Wayne Simmons took two penalties after the whistle. Guys, these aren't smart penalties. These aren't smart things to do, and these aren't things that, well, maybe the after the whistle stuff is something you typically see in playoff hockey, but the penalties called on the Leafs are things that should absolutely be called. The Kerfoot one? Was what the was the curve? Oh, the hole! Yeah, it was that was a, that one. was stupid. That was <laughs> yeah. like, it was like, come on, man, come on. What, what I'm enjoying, what I'm enjoying about uh, you know getting to talk about the penalties afterward is if you watch my streams, you can see me in real time going, ah, that's going to be a call. And it's a call. 
And I don't even hear the commentators go, oh, the ref's got his arm up or whatever. As soon as I saw Ker- Kerfoot put his hand around Brandon Hagel, I'm like, they're calling that every time. Yeah, I'm, it's an I'm, easy one. I'm starting to get mad when I see the Leafs chirping at the ref. Now, to be fair, like, the, like people were tweeting at me because I said, is that six penalties or four penalties in a row and five penalties in a row? It was, some, it was four. And then I think P- Tampa took one and then the Leafs took another. And people are like, you, you bitch all season about them not making calls and they finally make calls. I'm like, no, this is an indictment on the Leafs. This is... These yeah. are all stupid, yeah. stupid, stupid, stupid. Oh, yeah. And what I love about it, though, gentlemen, mm. my favorite part is it's completely correctable. It's on the Leafs to correct it. And they can do that. Yeah. And th- this, is the, this is where I, if I, if I look at the penalties, I think the, the Leafs took seven. It was seven power plays. Yeah, yeah and, and Tampa sure. took four. If, you, if you're the Leafs and you took four of those penalties rather than seven, the score is probably 3-3 at the end of the game. Seven at is least. a ridiculous that's, number. That's a crazy so amount. for a professional hockey game. Yeah. You can't take seven penalties. Against, against the two-time cup winner. That's so yeah. stupid. Well, and, and like you talk about completely crushing. God, just the way everything happened in game two sucked the soul out of everybody. Like just uh, all the crime, all the confidence. The fucking last five minutes where we're like, oh, the Leafs might do it. Last five minutes, the first period. Leafs were the better yeah. team the entire yeah. first Yes, they period. were. No, but I mean like after everything got sucked no, out of the building. I know. Yeah, yeah. You think about the psychology of if Tampa doesn't score there with a fucking second left. Oh, if yeah. they don't score there with a second left, then they head to the dressing room and they're like, we don't have a goal in four periods. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Right, and then they start to get in their heads a little bit. And with one second left, they get it. Oh with yeah, one second left because of a dumb Brody again, a dumb Sorry. penalty. Yeah, <laughs> and bro, that was a bad. Oh, I know. It was a it was a bad play by Brody. Yeah, he and, panicked and it cost them. Yeah, and there's three seconds left, and there you make a mistake at least to a goal when the time would have expired. It's terrible. I think the way they finished the game though is the part that makes me feel the happiest. Because first off, TJ was at the game. He said as a fan. You were super jacked in the first period till the right in, at TJ the end. TJ Brody was that he was no, on the ice. Yeah. Sorry, TJ Brody was on the ice. Brody was on the ice. And then at back half of the third period where they came on strong and Matthews, like, listen, they're down five to one, five to two, and Matthews is throwing the body. It kicks out to Marner. Like mm-hmm. that is that that tells you something. And I I want to compare and contrast the way Tampa handled their five nothing shit kicking in game one. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, um, it took Corey Perry, who's who was literally, you know, winning gold championships when the Roman Empire ruled, and he's was, he's out there years ago, causing yeah. shit yeah. while the while the stars for Tampa, frankly, were dis- like disappeared. And this is why I'm I'm thrilled about where the Leafs are at because when it was even when it was five one five two, they were still throwing it, they were still skating, they were still if they if they were not on the penalty kill, they were playing hard. And the five three meant a lot more to me than anything. I don't think you should be scared of Tampa. At this point, no, you've like, seen two games of them. You belong here. Yes, you oh, deserve yeah. each other. Yes, you know, you know what I mean. Like, okay, you can have we, respect for Tampa. Don't be afraid. Yeah, we can talk about the one through eight, and yeah, I would prefer it be that way. But at the end of the day, it's the Stanley Cup playoffs, and the Leafs and Lightning deserve each other. Um, they're pretty evenly matched. Things that scare me are Vasilevsky's glove save on Lilligren. Nah, why does that, that scare one. you? That was, you know what? Because it's Vasilevsky, and he could do that all game. So but he Campbell. hasn't. So can Campbell's, yeah, Campbell's been fine. Vasilevsky yeah. has let in eight <laughs> goals in two games. Yeah. I think I think you should listen back to what you just said and you're comparing Jack Campbell to Andre Vasilevsky. Yep. 
Uh, because they're, what not, we have seen, to. they're not the same goal. They're no, not, but I don't think no, one, one okay. glove save does not a series make. And the, we've well, seen no, Vasilevsky not come One through. glove save is indicative of him turning it on and becoming Andre Vasilevsky, who is undefeated in, after a loss. But, but Yes, but the Leafs we got should be scared three goals on him. Mm -hmm. The Leafs got three goals on him after a loss, which is supposed to be impossible. It's supposed to be impossible. Oh, if the Leafs the just play uh, borderline uh, brain-on hockey, <laughs> they win that game. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the penalties scare me. Vasilevsky scares me. The, the Corey, you brought up Corey Perry. The Corey Perry breakaway is uh, a bad line change. Can't yes. He's, he's, he skated through the yes. middle of the ice because everybody went off to the bench. Can't happen. That's ridiculous. That's dumb hockey. And they played it all game long. And mm -hmm. they still only lost by two goals. Yeah. yeah. And, and people were like, when I, when I tweeted out, I'm like, the Leafs have played hard. And someone's like, score effects, my dude. I'm like, okay, tell me you're not watching the game without telling me you're not watching the game. Right. Like, honestly, I know what score effects are. Thanks. Appreciate They're it. But I'm telling you, the Leafs outplayed them in the third period when they did not have to. And yeah. I did not see the same from the Tampa Stars. There's been I an didn't. overcorrection. There's been an overcorrection. It used to be uh, a lack of numbers made us watch hockey lazily. And now numbers make us uh, talk about hockey in a lazy way. Well, score effects. That's well, it. I would say that that's the all. people who know their numbers, and I'm not one of them, don't, for the most part. Like, if you look at like a Dom Lecision, I don't think anything Dom Lecision does is like boring. I think no. he's, he's he's quite no. interesting. But I think as the as people who are like we do sort of pick and choose sometimes, and I know what you're saying. Of course, yeah, no, exactly. Yes, I'm not I'm not talking about the people who actually track this shit. Yeah, and and can calculate it. Well, because they'll often be like, so here's what the numbers say. But right, Andrew, Shana, Dom, yeah. They all suck. And don't read their <laughs> shit. I'm kidding. Especially if, Andrew. If, yeah. Dom, if Dom ever listens to this, uh, on your game score added value uh, metric, rate assists a little lower. That's, I agree with that. I think they're rated half of goals, and we need to adjust that. I agree. I agree. Wow. Yeah. Um, low, eh? Hey, hey, fix your computer. So, well, computer fix boy. your computer. So it looks like um, right now. work for the Panthers, how dare you? As of right now, this might be different by tonight, and I don't like this. I was sorry. I like the first one. Spets in for Simmons. We like. Oh, is that what's is it out? On? Uh, it's looking like Spets is in for Simmons, oh. and it looks like Hall might be in for Lilligren, which I think is an no! enormous mistake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> why? Because he got robbed. I. That's a mistake. <laughs> that's a mistake. That is why. That that's the reason. Just that. I think Keith trusts Hall more defensively. I think he's wrong. I think he trusts him la because of the last couple of years. Fair. But he hasn't been that since last spring. He trusts him more defensively, and that's why it, he's starting on the road. Well, and Adam, geez, you're burying the lead a little bit. Uh, Nylander with uh, Tavares and Kasha. I hadn't seen the full lineup. Oh, well, there it is. Sorry. I, I'm well, surprised I can see it. It's because oh, Jesse, I got, here. Jonas Jesse just posted got, it. Yeah, got okay. the letters to maximum size, so I can see it. Yeah, hey, so so then let's, let's bring that up because I think it's important that we... Um, I don't no, like it. Nolander, Tavares, and Case are all playing mm -hmm. together. Oh, I like God, the Leafs upset. lineup where they had two Nylanders last game. Uh, me too. Their, they should have won. Should have won in three. So let's let's talk about this. John Tavares. You know, there's been a lot of discourse back and forth, you know, off the ice. I don't think the team doubts Don, John Tavares. No. But, you know, we had some people saying midseason, guy's fucking washed. Guy puts, well, and, and we were saying, and I was saying specifically, uh, no, he's put a point of game. He's strong defensively. He wins faceoffs. Yeah. Is he worth 11 million? No. But even by Dom's model, it's like 9.5. 9. 
So oh, it's still pretty valuable to, uh, centerman. I don't know where this is coming from. Now, he has had two games where offensively he hasn't been a factor. Is is he, is John Tavares becoming the whipping boy <laughs> fair at this point over, through the first two games? Yes, absolutely. Why? Um, I, I thought he did some good things in game one. Like I noticed him and I noticed him making a positive impact. Game two, every time I saw him, I was like, oh, yeah. Like I was, I, I was reminded he was there. That, that can't be. Um, w- taking seven penalties makes it really hard for Matthews to get into the game and for Tavares to get into the game. Especially because, from your fourth fucking liners. Right. Like, cause, cause yes, because it, uh, they don't kill penalties. So yeah. it makes it difficult for them to get into the game. Matthews found a way to get into the game, found a way to get into the game. He created offense by throwing around his giant body. Mm-hmm. And John Tavares just wasn't able to do that uh, effectively. It, some of that maybe lands on Keith. Like some of that, you know, I, I think deployment. Uh, well, the last change uh, and all that. If you take that many penalties, you gotta uh, change up the lines a little bit because you're gonna have certain guys who are exhausted, right? Yeah. Like if, like if Tavares, yeah. Well, like Marner. Uh, Marner's a pony, though. You should be able to put him out <laughs> as much as possible. He's young. It's like when it's a kid. It's like ah, you break a bone, you'll be healed yeah, in a week. You, know, you never look good. at Marner and you're like, oh, he's tired. Like yeah. that's one <laughs> one piece of criticism you never really hear with him. But, like, uh, Mikheyev is supposed to be, like, constant speed burst. He was out there killing every penalty. Yeah. You know, and, and who else was on Tavares' line? Kerfoot, there's another penalty killer. The and- built-in excuse for John Tavares in the first two games is that so much of it was spent on special teams, he hasn't had a chance to really get into the game. But it got and worse all- in game two. And then all accept that. Like, okay. but the way the way you describe Matthews finding a way to get himself into the game, like I'd rather see that out of John Tavares than like the built-in excuse. You know, yeah, it's find a way season, right? It's find a way season. Like we can come up with an excuse for everything. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Results it's, matter now. Yeah, it's I don't over, care season. Over eighty-two games, I think it's like oh, I'll get random some time, but there just isn't the time. Yeah, right. So you need to, um, but he is still yeah. doing his thing around the net on the play on the power play. I did see that he is still winning faceoffs. That's they, bare minimum. They, well, they were. Yeah. But they yeah. weren't getting, <laughs> uh, not against Tampa. They got pretty good centermen. Yeah. I yeah. think, Adam, I think it's okay to say that John Tavares hasn't really been there in the first two games. Right. I, like, I think it's okay I to admit that. fully agree. I'm just saying, and, and I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. And that's why I was saying, like, it is result season. Yeah. But I do want to say, he is doing things around the net. I did see some rebounds and that sort of thing that he was in on, because he's the in front of the net guy on that first power play. Yeah. Uh, and he's not the focus of that power play. He is winning faceoffs. But my frustration is, obviously... There's nothing happening five on five. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Can't do much off the rush. And when you see, I know he's not the fastest skater. Um, but when you see plays just not even de- develop at all, like John Tavares' strength is supposed to be how he thinks. Yeah. And, and it just seems mentally like there's, it's, a, it's frustrating him. I, it's, we, we CJ uh, beat this drum a couple times, sort of subtly though. He maybe tapped the drum lightly. Um, that at some point, John Tavares is going to become a winger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen mid-playoffs, but I, I think a cheeky solution could be, and listen, it's going to take some growing pains, and it's not going to be very fun at first, but I think you can keep him and Nylander on the same line. But put Kampf in the middle? Nope, you go and switch him. Oh, really? Yep. No, no. I've done that. It's, you have done it. No, I don't think it's Kampf second line, but... I wonder if it's something they try. I I'm done with Nylander at center. 
right. I, you're he, his biggest fan. It gives I, me that, heart palpitations. That show you where I'm at with yeah, it. Yeah, this is not something I want to try right now. <laughs> okay, right. this is absolutely this not is, something this I want to try. Okay. Right now. Preseason no. game one versus the rookies. I preseason. Right. I would love to see Nylander try it right. October, and by latest American Thanksgiving. You you close the book on it. Nylander at center should be reserved for game 82, where he's the first line center. And success, successful <laughs> yeah, because everybody because, wasn't trying. He yeah, was successful. Exactly. He Except was, for Nylander. That he was, was the best a preseason player. game. He yeah. was the best player on the ice that game. Oh, yeah. Right. He was amazing. Yeah, you guys were there. Oh, it was Wasn't great. buzzing oh, yeah. the whole I, 60 minutes? It was, it was William <laughs> Nylander's ice. Everybody else didn't matter, I've, honestly. I picked up a nasty habit <laughs> from watching Nasher videos, and both Nylander goals got me to go, Ew! Like just with that final move, yeah, I, just, yeah. I couldn't help it. I went, "Ew!" It was disgusting. Um, question: Is it possible the Lilligren for Hall situation is Lilligren's injured? Because otherwise, be. that doesn't make sense to me. Like maybe he's not. Maybe he's day to day. Maybe you rest him because he's you know like oh well if we're we're expecting that we want him back for game four. If he takes a rest, he'll be in much better shape. Well, I have an answer. Uh, penalty kill got fucking filled in game two, and Hall's a penalty killer. He's also a play killer. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he was, after he was healthy, scratched a bunch of times early in the season, he was on his best behavior for a while. But then at the end of the season, he wasn't again. Yeah, but we start with game three. You know what I mean? Can he give with, I think everything is so micro in the playoffs. Everything is game by game. Can Hall give you a good game? Yes, three? he can. And you start Absolutely there. he can. You start there. And he has given good games in the playoffs before. There's uh, games where him and Muzzin were the best defensemen on the ice. You're I, you're going to hate this. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry, but you're going to hate this. Sheldon Keefe won a Calder Cup with him. <laughs> it means nothing. Do you hate this? I just want to look at the camera. I want to look at the camera. Do you hate this as much as I do? He, he, I hate it. He under, Not that I, I love the Calder Cup. I think it's a sort of thing where Keith trusts him in certain situations within the playoffs. So he's um, paired with Giordano. <laughs> yeah. Who is, who is Captain Responsible. Giordano's been great. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's like, okay, we can, if we put Giordano and Hall together on the bottom pairing, gives Giordano a bit of a rest, but he's going to carry some of the, uh, maybe he'll calm down some of the, the yips that John uh, or uh, Justin Hall might have about Whatever happened this year. He has to move bodies, for God's sake. He has to move bodies. Like, that's, that's mission number one, two, and three for Justin Hall. The other thing the Leafs had in the last game that I thought was interesting was a fourth line that just, just was not clicking. They have not been able to figure this out. So here's what the lineup is, just by the way. Bunting, Matthews, Marner, Great. Nylander, Tavares, Joey Anderson's penciled in, but it's Andre Kasha who's just not skating this morning. Oh, okay. Um, so he's not. It, Anderson's just taking his spot in the line runs. Sure. Mikheyev, Kampf, Kerfoot. On the on the third line, which is a good line, it's it's uh, they're going full Metapod on that one. Yeah, yeah. and they need that because they're not going to have the the change. Yeah, and then who's on the third line? Who's the guy that fourth. I've been sorry fourth line that I've been missing? Uh, I already read it. Oh, yeah, we had it. Up. Who is sorry. it? Uh, Engvall, Blackwell, Spezza. And I wonder if oh. Engvall in his super strong play oh. helps to jog what that fourth line because that's a different fourth line. There's no Clifford. There's no Simmons. Spezza fought once against Columbus, but I don't think we're looking at. I don't think we're no like. Clifford. Oh, like, we're not. Yeah, no, no Clifford. No, 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 Clifford. That's interesting. Ooh, you know, that's kind of interesting. Like that is a skill line. Maybe, maybe, and Chris, Chris's article in the Star maybe had something to do with this too. Maybe the Leafs are adjusting to the fact that the the whistles are out. 
Yes, dumb penalties. Mm-hmm. But this is less of a Boston series and more of a Toronto-Tampa series where it's skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, Play to your strengths. Or, I mean, the Leafs have done a decent job sticking up for themselves. Like, what if that's just, you know, too bad? You have to go stick up for yourself. There's no more babysitters. Uh, Mikheyev's been in a grumpy mood. Camp's been in a grumpy mood. Um, Blackwell is, for some reason, not afraid despite his height. Engvall needs to be... I mean, he's going to kind of be utility here. Mm-hmm. I think he's responsible for getting that fourth line going. But also, if things go sideways, he's going up on that shutdown line. Yeah. That's going to happen. But um, also, if there is toil, he's going to have to be involved in it. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to be involved in it, man. I, uh, I, I have been impressed with everybody's ability to toil. You know, everybody's yeah. ability to, to, push, to push back. Um, like, I, I have to say... Uh, Pat Maroon right off the bat pushing the Leafs defenseman into Campbell like I know it cost them and it gave them a penalty or whatever but like I get what he's doing me too uh, and, and people are like oh what a fucking idiot like that's what he wants you to do he wants you to be mad at him rather than focus on playing the game but the all Leaf fans resoundingly were like what a moron why did he do that what a moron and the ref said with his decision what a moron go to the box moron and then the Leafs proceeded to do it they did the exact same thing. Use your head. Mm-hmm. Use, and they, they will. They, they should have won game two. They it, will. It, it, yeah. The Leafs haven't been dumb penalty team all year. No, that's true. They've, you know, they haven't had, they've had isolated incidents. They sure. haven't had an entire game dedicated to them. It wasn't game two. Brad Marchand literally slashing a goalie. Right. 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 Which, uh, I mean, who's shocked? <laughs> I'm not. I'm shocked the NHL did anything about it. Five grand, but like, yeah, you no, know, that'll teach him. That'll teach him. The guy that you've suspended like eight times, giving him a fine, that'll teach him. Yeah, good job with the CBA. See how it works in the playoffs. I don't know if you guys know this or not. Mm-hmm. So, how it works in the playoffs is one game actually means two, mm-hmm. and $5,000 actually means one game. Well, so this is my thing with the That's, Kerfoot, uh, not Kerfoot, uh, Clifford suspension. Is that like a five game suspension in the regular season? Yeah, I guess it'd be. I think it's three, kind of. Because if, if you count the, you got a full game. If you count the game, game mis- misconduct, then it's like six games. Yeah, I absolutely count it. I yeah. I count a five minute major five minutes into the first period of game one yeah. plus a game. Absolutely, by the NHL's calculations, games. that's a six game suspension. Yeah, I, d- yeah. I don't. I don't know. Whatever. Spurgeon's fine. <laughs> so I still can't get over that. Every time I've had to rewatch that several it's times. It's pretty wild just to make things. sure you see what you saw. Well, no, because like we had to re relive it here, and mm-hmm. then I think it was the next day I had to do it in Dang It. So I have to watch it all over again. And I'm like, I still what are we doing here? I don't mm-hmm. understand what we're doing here. That it was it's allowed. Someone sent me a meme. It was a fine means legal for a price. <laughs> I like that. And yeah, so it's like speeding. Yeah. Hey, that's enough. All right, take off. Hey, um, uh, last question on the Leafs thing, unless you guys have something else you want to hit. Last question. Who do you pick tonight for no reason at all? For no reason at all? Pick, just give me a pick. Who are you picking to win? I'm kind of thinking Tampa gets game three and the Leafs get game four, but we'll see. Okay, Jesse? Whew, that's a tough one. Um. I will. I'm gonna agree with Steve. Tell me why. I think it's Tampa game. I think all the momentum's in their in their boat right now. You know, I think they're gonna capitalize on what they did in game two, and they're gonna because we can't bank on Tampa playing awful 
the whole series. Like that's oh, that's what I'm sitting here just like looking at all these games and like, okay, we can't every single time we go at the least or the better team, the first two games. Eventually we are gonna get to a game where Tampa's the better team. And I'm gonna And the Leafs on. will win that. <laughs> and hopefully the Leafs win that. That's but game four. Yeah. I okay. think game I three, going back home, we finally see Tampa become the better team and they squeak out a win. Okay. I'm gonna disagree with you both, not for the sake of, <laughs> of disagreement, because if I did agree, Which I would I hate. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that for, just for the hell of it. I'm actually telling you this because here's what I believe. I think that last five minutes in that last game means a lot more than people are giving it credit for. And I, I was real. That was character. Mm. That was what we were missing. When people get mad at the Leafs in previous playoff years, they would have fucking put out their lawn chairs. That would have been it. This team did not quit. I fucking love it. I think they're going to bring that into game three and I think they're going to win. Two options from the funny standpoint. Okay, hit me. The Leafs head back to Toronto with a 3-1 lead, actually win, right? Mm -hmm. Or Tampa goes back to Toronto with a 3-1 lead, and the Leafs overcome it, erasing last year. <laughs> That's the funniest. Those are the two funniest. No. Or, well, sorry. The other option is the Leafs blow a 3-1 lead. We don't again. all yeah. want to have the same heart rate you did on the, uh, on the stream, okay? Man, my trainer uh, was watching that whole stream. And what did they say? Uh, well, we had a session the next day, and he's like, so no cardio today then. <laughs> I like that. So they told Steve he was a madman. They told him he was crazy. Who's but they? They. Who did? You don't need to. For what? They told him what he was crazy, yeah. but he stopped. He made a pick, and that, that goalie stopped 49 of 51 shots mm. last night. And I just thought, Steve, you deserved a shout-out for saying Connor Ingram needs to be the guy. You picked the, the, the mystery box, not the vomit box. And the mystery box almost got you a win against the best team in the league. Well, second best. Jesse? We are ignoring the fact that I was right about how it was going to play out. And that's all I was saying. The Avs I was would win saying, anyway? No, I said <laughs> you need to start Dave Riddich in game one. And you need to see what you got with Riddich. And then you need to go, if he's, he, if he's ass, is what I said last episode. If he's ass, then you need to go to Connor Ingram. And that's what they did. And John Hines agreed with me. Yeah, John that, Hines that, was wrong. As somebody, he was wrong. As somebody with professional management experience oh. in the NHL, <laughs> yeah, I looked at the situation. I said, "This is how it's got to play out. This is how you got to do it. You got to give the. You can't give the rookie the start over the vet. These are people, Stephen. Yeah, but like you can. As even if Connor Ingram is the better goaltender, now you know, game one always has to go to Riddick. and then now we know that Connor Ingram has a little bit of skills here. You know what? Jesse's right. He is the perfect hockey man. He doesn't learn from the evidence in front of him because he knows. John better. Hines agreed with me. John Hines was wrong. No, we we no we have now we have all of the information. But didn't we have? We now had you? it. No, we didn't. We had we didn't, the information. We didn't know until halfway through game one when they pulled Riddish that he was going to be asked. Halfway. Jesse lasted 14 minutes. Yeah, he didn't even Halfway left. through the first period. Halfway through the first, yeah. He allowed five <laughs> goals, and what's wild is it should have been six. Because when he went to his own blue line yeah. to make a play. Okay. And then he scampered backwards. All right. That high pitch. Did you hear in Bugs Bunny? I'm never going to start the guy with three career professional NHL games over Mr. Riddich, who's been there, done that. He's been there, done that, and been bad, but at least he's been there, done that. Give him the first start. 
He's been there and not done it. That's yeah. the problem with British. <laughs> he's been there. He's been yeah. tried. You know, John Hines and all his experience and David Poyle and all his experience, I'm sure all the Nashville Predators brain trust got together before the series and they were like, guys, mm-hmm. we have to sacrifice game one to the <laughs> hockey gods. We have to yeah. sacrifice it at the altar. Yeah. And just hope for the best. The rest of the way, they don't have a chance of this series. Well, like, so oh, to no, that point, so it doesn't matter. If I could throw this out there, Connor Ingram's played a game and a half in the playoffs. He's a 952 save percentage. Oh, yeah. Now, I get it. It's one and a half games. I get it. I get it. I get it. But Nashville in the last game allowed 51 shots. They also blocked 34. Oh my yeah, God. That's, the block shots were unbelievable. Well, Especially it's unbelievable, overtime. but that's how outmatched they are. Yeah, yeah. We have ninety attempts, basically. A lot of overtime. It looked like Colorado was on the power play because they were they were setting up in the zone, and then they they take a shot, they get the puck back, they cycle it around, they get another shot, and Nashville just blocking them. But it was so tilted; it was unbelievable hockey. And Kale McCarr again, hero. Yeah, uh, what a goal! And 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 this is the thing: like it's for Nashville, it's like. They really, that's guts. That was a gutsy effort. They are clearly outmatched. Mm-hmm. They got a rookie goaltender mm-hmm. and they, and they, you know, he stops, you know, 49 to 51. They stopped 34 more on block shots. But if you're stopping that many shots, that's super good, but you're not going to score any goals because the puck's clearly never not in your rent. 49 consecutive saves, by the way, for Ingram. Yeah. Wow. Because he allowed what, the first goal on the first shot and Jesse's chirping me right away. He's like, ah, you big idiot. <laughs> And listen, if I was him, I'd do the exact same thing. It's, as soon as I saw that, I went, huh. Uh, Ingram's, Ingram's playoff career started 0 for 1. You know, he was a 0% save percentage. It was Zero. awesome. And, you know, he makes a save and Jesse's texting me. He's, he's always at 50. You know? Yeah, and then he never, he allowed one more goal for the rest of the game. He allowed the first yeah. shot he faced in the last one. And yeah. Uh, 49 Everything in between was perfect. 49 consecutive that is i wonder how many like what's the record for consecutive saves in this season in one game Mm. because if you bleed into other games you can probably beat that what's the i want to know just who had the most who had the highest shutout you know yeah sportsnet stats get on um it wasn't like nashville didn't have their uh chances either because when um they'll be hemmed in their own zone it lead to one scoring chance the other way. That's how they're going <laughs> to win anything. Every time uh, Colorado would get like five shots, and then there'd be one for Nashville. And if they could just, if Yossi uh, could just bury it, or Duchesne could just bury it, they'd get one, and that's all they needed. But they couldn't do it. Okay, quick, quick question for you. Okay, what are the chances Nashville scores three goals in a game this series? Good, uh, good, mm-hmm. because they're in the playoffs. Like, they're, they're a Stanley Cup playoff team. They'll find a way. I was going to say, there's going to be a game in this series, probably within one of the next two games, where they outplay Colorado for a significant stretch. Because mm-hmm. they're going home, right? And those fans, nothing like the Nashville fans. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. Is it going to make any difference? I don't know. Yeah. And the, the difference between the best NHL team and the worst NHL team isn't that huge it's huge but it's not that huge in the fact that everybody can beat everybody on any given night you know no one's going 0 for 82 in a season i'm just saying so three goals i think three goals is a lot to ask from the predators against what based on the tilt that we're talking about i think three goals is a lot which means they're gonna have to be strong they're gonna do it well this is where john hines gets to make his money and he needs to make a better decision than he did with riddick (laughs) is is he he has to make an adjustment for game three because uh 
I mean, surely the predators aren't that bad. Did you did you actually text you big idiot to Steve? No, I texted well, you. Uh, never yeah. talk to me ever again. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. even better. And then I screenshotted uh, one goal on one shot. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, you weren't the only one. You weren't the only one. My mentions lit up. Uh, oh well. Uh, but I, felt, I end, felt really stupid in that. Moment. No, in the end, like it's Connor Ingram's the goalie. Like, congrats like, on he, identifying that David Riddich doesn't have it. That's gotta suck. Like sitting on the bench because, like, I think Riddich is on a multi-year deal. Mm-hmm. And why? Got, well, it might be two-year. I might be wrong. Uh, but you got to be sitting on the bench, like, hmm, I'm never gonna play here again. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, you're not. You're not forever. Based on one game. One it's going to be deal. Soros Ingram for oh well then forget it yeah. huh I, I better tell my agent to start looking elsewhere can we lend, can we uh, interest Nashville in a gently used Peter Morazic so they can try him out for game one next year nah. um yeah but like your bet on Connor Ingram isn't a bet on Connor Ingram it's a bet <laughs> against David Riddick that is fair that's true right that's fair I didn't no I didn't bank on that right <laughs> I didn't bank on that. <laughs> You didn't identify this prospect that's going to be awesome. It's like, you oh, just said, you guys. You said that guy, we know his history, so don't start him. That's, it, was a very, it was a very good observation. Yes. Question. Yes. <laughs> Question. Mm. Which game is more indicative of how this series is going to go? Game one or game two? Kings-Oilers. Former Gretzky teams. Oh, it's game, the all-Gretzky Bowl. Game one. Game one. Um... I mean, the Kings got fucking killed. <laughs> they got killed, and uh, they're a lot closer. Um, which is, this is, it's still good news for the Oilers, because the same way that we're all cursing the penalties in Game 2, and the Leafs could have had that. I mean, the Oilers should have had Game 1 as well. Oilers should be up 2 nothing right yeah, now. Yeah, but, but again, underestimating Phil to know what do I keep saying. Well, this is the problem now. Um, one thing I would bet... <laughs> will not happen in LA in any of the games that might happen in LA is a six goal oiler performance. <laughs> right, especially with last change. Well, last change. Like if you can ma- if you can line Deneau. if you can line match, you got you got Kopitar Dano like you said. Yeah. If you can line match Dano McDavid and then Kopitar dry saddle if they decided to split them up or whatever how they would want to deploy them. Montreal had in their two series wins they had one there was one against toronto and there was one against vegas where uh their opponent completely kicked the shit out of them <laughs> right so there was the 5-1 win in game two for the leafs and you could argue four nothing in game four and then vegas killed them mm-hmm. killed them in game one that series looked like it was going to be over in three and, and in the other direction but oh man He's he's taking notes. He's watching tape. I just have a hard time believing that's going to happen again. It doesn't mean the Oilers are going to lose. Mm-hmm. It just, oh boy, that's going to be really difficult to replicate. For me, once it got to like the third, I think it was the third period where they went up, uh, the big numbers where they're up five goals, it looked to me like LA said, okay, we did our business in Edmonton. We got one of two. Yep. The important thing for us here was to get that first game. We got We got one of these two games. And now we get to go back to L.A. Now we can try and take control of the series, make it two in L.A. So I think game one is definitely the closer uh, the closer to how the series is going to go. Because <clears throat> I think L.A. is a very good team. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think they they knew, hey, we already did what we need to do when we're here. Plus, um, Sean Dersey, 
man we need to talk about that guy because uh he got ran by mcdavid and i don't know if alan walsh made a call to somebody in mcdavid's camp i don't know i don't know who sean dersey is oh you don't no you never heard of him never heard of him you gotta you gotta pronounce it right uh, how am i how am i pronouncing it wrong Alan Wolf playing. <laughs> there you go. But he yeah. was in the box. And uh, McDavid and uh, who was he? I think it was McDavid and Keith or McDavid and Nurse. I think it was Nurse. It was Nurse. Nurse. Yeah. He, they were in the box next to him. And he yapped at them for like two minutes straight. And that dude's energy, love it. Uh, Absolutely I'm all adore that. that kid. All about that. Oh my gosh. He's not taking anything these playoffs i like if they're coming with that kind of firepower just in the emotional standpoint of these playoffs and going at connor like i don't care you're the best player in the league no i'm yelling at you this entire two minutes and they sat there just like looking at him so um i believe in la i love i love everything i'm seeing for mcdavid has a stank eh like oh yeah like he he doesn't forget like the the the, you know you're him jersey emotional player oh yeah certainly certainly He's but an emotional player. Even though he in the press conferences he looks dead. He looks and he's probably exhausted. But also like probably. even even pregame, he's like um he's like he talks like a robot. Yeah. But but on the ice, it's like McDavid, there is vengeance in that yeah. man. Oh yeah. There's a dark side. There's a oh he's a Sith. For sure. <laughs> he's he's Hayden Christensen just before I have the high ground. Yeah, he's even got the eyes a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. That, the two minutes uh, straight of chirping got me excited for Agent Provocateur, the eventual episode with John Dursey. Yeah. Eventually. That's good. Maybe, That's maybe we happen. should, you know what we should do? We should run that clip of him in the press box and <laughs> error in the penalty box and ask him word for word what exactly he was saying. <laughs> oh. If you could for us, lay it out so we could script this and I'll just you have somebody the John put boy, that. Yeah. The John Boy treatment yeah. except it's him. Yeah, you couldn't put that on the internet. Hundred percent. Can you upload Agent Provocateur to Pornhub? Because it'd be <laughs> that explicit. It would be that explicit if you had to upload that. It would to the be. Internet. It would be. It's, it's a good point. <laughs> Let's get into the stars and flames. Speaking of Pornhub, there's no connection. Like you can upload swear videos to Twitter, man. Like, nah, <laughs> you can upload porn to Twitter. Okay. Did you know that? Uh. That's why I asked you thought, oh, I took it too far. No, that's why I asked him because I knew there was no good answer. People, um, dude, <laughs> I don't have Snapchat because first day I got sent two dick pics. So, <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> like, Did you screen grab them or? <laughs> I don't need that shit on my phone. Uh, stars take down the flames two to nothing. I love this right at the beginning. The, the whistle blows and, and literally like after the first play, uh, Matthew Kachuk's like, okay, John Klingberg, let's go. Yep. And and tries to dummy him a little bit, but obviously the real story here is Jake Ottinger, right? Mm-hmm. And that's Jesse's boy. Yeah, that is my boy. He's he's <laughs> Connor Ingram to Dallas for Jesse. Yeah. So and what you're is right. it? Uh, they were showing his like warm up before the game. Did you see him like doing that? He was like doing like a, a dead bug, but like throwing a ball up in the air and catching it and just uh, sitting there by himself. All Goal- goalies are goalies weird. are super weird. All goalies are very weird. And he's like six seven too. <clears throat> like there are three teams. Who annoyingly just churn out goalies. Dallas is one of them. Dallas yeah. is one of them. The Preds are another. And uh, Carolina. Mm-hmm. They're on and, their third goalie right now, and you'd never know. And there are teams that do not, and they are the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> have never had a good not goalie. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> well, they've, I think the, the last time we churned out one was, was Reimer. Yeah, they've only drafted like a dozen over the last three years. Right. They're going to hit on one. Reimer, Rask, and I think Potvin are the best picks they've made in the last 30 years. 
God, that it's hurts. not great. And Potvin, actually, Potvin was more than thirty years ago. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah. Oh my. He's God. in the late '80s. It's a hundred and fourteen, almost a hundred and fifteen straight minutes of shutout hockey for Jake Ottinger. It's a great goalie, man. Yeah, and uh, Calgary could have done a lot better in just generating shots and generating scoring chances. Like I don't feel like they did enough, but when it happened, Ottinger was on his game. They're trying to out Sutter, Sutter, and if any team can do it, it's them. Yeah, this is such. It's such an unfortunate, annoying opponent for Calgary to get in a year where they really, the path forward should be clear. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's two killers to me in the West. It's Colorado and Calgary. And on in the last day of the season, decided <laughs> you're going to play, one of you is going to play one with no goalie. Mm-hmm. And the other is going to play Jake Ottinger. Yeah. And like Dallas, it, I, it sucks because they've successfully just slowed down the play so well mm-hmm. that over two games, Calgary has one goal. And it's, um, it's the exact opposite of how I think Calgary should be going at this series. You know, like open it up because Dallas can't play that type of hockey. And just, this is the why, series. It would have helped if that puck went in, uh, went in off Yanni Hockenpah. It just hit the post. But yeah. why, is, why is Calgary allowing Dallas to dictate play here? I don't think it's about that, man. What do you think it's about? I think we got to put some respect on Dallas, man. This is, I predicted a comeback for them this year. I mean, they shouldn't have missed the playoffs last year's COVID. They had COVID. Yeah, a series of unfortunate circumstances. Well, in the the snowstorm. Oh, Mm -hmm. right. They knocked out Texas, literally. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And and they're better than their spot in the standings uh, dictates. I just have a hard time believing the deeper this series goes in a team that's got so much invested in Ben and Sagan. Man. Is Joe, Pave- to- is Joe Pavelski ever going to get old? No. He's good. No. He's a point of game player, and that goal was unreal. About mm-hmm. the wrongest I've ever been. <laughs> About a free agent sign. Was, was, yeah. He, dude, they signed him three or seven million per. And he's been worth more. Mm-hmm. And, and he plays his best hockey in the playoffs. Yeah. Yes, he does. He's, been, he's such a fantastic player. Listen, do one thing and do it well. <laughs> yeah. Go to the net, tip it in. Thank you very much. Go to the net, tip it in. Thank you very much. If it were easy to move them, players would do it. Go to the net, tip it in. Thank you very much. It had to be nice, too, after Kachuk and Raffle went at it. And, you know, they, they kind of made some insulting questions. And I brought it up on the last show um, with, with Sutter after the game. They're like, would you prefer Kachuk go at somebody who's like perhaps a little yeah. bit bigger on the lineup? Michael Raffle scores the last goal of the game, and I thought, oh, that's kind of kar- karmic. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, not that it was a hard goal. It was an empty netter, but I just felt like, you know, he's a fourth-line guy, and he's sort of a defensive guy, and 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 it was just, I'm, I'm sure it was for him like, huh, take that. Matthew Kachuk should never be taking himself off the ice for five minutes at a time on purpose. Hmm. I agree with that. Sutter Dude, doesn't, but I agree with that. You're a 100-point player. No, no. Like, if someone gets in his face, he should go. I don't have a problem with that. But, dude, you're part of a triple 100-point line. Yeah, that's such or a good point. Did it's Lindholm a 40, have 100? Uh, no, they had no. a 40. Well, they had 40 goals Okay, each. fine. You're part of a triple 40-goal go, yes. uh, line. You, you, can't, you have to be on the ice. You right. have to be on the ice. Uh, Rangers kind of leave no doubt uh, against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Like, this... You know, you could tell the last game kind of got away from them. I'm sure the goal called back in game one kind of hurt them. But Igor Shosturkin was Igor Shosturkin. And what you saw, I think, which was more important than Igor being Igor, was Artemi Panarin 
and the Rangers scoring kind of taking over. And I thought that was a huge deal. Obviously, Chris Kreider's got two, but Panarin got his first, had a couple points. It seemed like there was just a, a far more confident New York Rangers team last night than we've ever seen. Big time. Well, they couldn't go to Pittsburgh down 0-2. Um, and I mean, listen, not every team is going to have a Cinderella third goalie story. And, uh, and Pittsburgh did have theirs in game one, you know, Louis Domingue coming in in very unfortunate circumstance for the Penguins, but I'm, I'm sorry. The Penguins have to be astronomically better than the Rangers for, um, their, (laughs) for, for the series to be in their favor in a battle of Louis Domingue versus Igor Shosturkin. <laughs> Dude, that's a guy who was in the minors most of the year versus the guy who was going to win the Vesna. Yeah, he played in Wilkes-Barre for most of the year. Yeah. So, like, I don't... I... He's, like, that's a good... It's probably a good third goalie. Oh, yeah, but he's your third goalie and it's a playoff game, and I feel bad for, Pen- the, for Penguins fans because, like, your team works so hard to get the playoffs. You're here, you win game one and all that, and then your game two, you're like, oh, we got our third goalie. So if they can't get Jari or DeSmith back, like, even DeSmith, he can hold his own. Like, it's it's not having Jari, but it gives you a better chance to win than Deming. Um, I hope Jari comes back before the end of the series. But, because yeah, I, I, I want this to be competitive. I think they have a, they have a really good team. They have a shot here it, if they had some goaltending. I would just throw this at you. It is sort of competitive because Igor oh, Shosturkin yeah. um, has made 118 saves this series. Now, they've played three games. But he's made <laughs> right. You know and one I mean? was a uh, two games. That's what I mean. Yeah. Two games yeah. and one. Yeah, yeah. But like he stopped seventy nine shots in the overtime loss and another thirty nine. But that's how they play. That is how the Rangers they, play. The, they, the Rangers this year are the Islanders of old. You know, they they formulated a team where it's hey, we're not going to get a whole bunch of scoring chances. We're going to allow a lot of shots, and our goalie is going to stop all of them because he's the best goalie in the world. And then when we do get our opportunities, Panarin or Zabinajad is going to bury it, or Adam Fox is going to go end to end and bury it. Yeah, except the Islanders did a better job limiting those shots. Yes, yes. yeah, yes. better. But in, in the way that anytime Barzal got a shot, he scored. Something to keep yeah, an eye. Annoyingly on. so. <laughs> Something to keep an eye on too. Jake Gensel already has three. And they don't have uh, who's not in the lineup. Zucker. Zucker. Oh, yeah. Penguins as as always are so injured. No, Jake Gensel so has injured. three goals. Is what I mean. He's not injured. He's yeah, no, 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 Zucker's injured. No, no, no. yeah, yeah. No, it's, um, listen, it's it's sorry. I got I'm, confused. I'm, t- I'm talking about. Sorry, I only said half the thought. He might be in game three. <laughs> ah, there it is. Yes. <laughs> sorry, I did not catch that. You ever uh, <laughs> think and then not say it all, I, all the time? Yeah. yeah, they were all reporting. The I think it was Freeman on that the post game panel said that Gensel yeah. might be out for the next game. And um, one thing I said coming into the series is that or when I was making my debate for Mike Sullivan being coach of the year, is that his defense core is Latang and a bunch of guys. Um, Latang has played more minutes than anybody else in that entire series. Man. And Dumoulin's they, out now, too. Every time uh, Mike Sullivan needs anybody to make any kind of defensive play, he sends out Latang on that this line. This is why there's no way that that threesome gets broken up. All of, three will be back. Malkin, Crosby, Latang. They'll be I don't yes. know. They're coming back. Dude, do you see my Crosby thread yesterday? No, what'd you no. say? It was, dude. So he scored. Um, that dominant, dominant goal yesterday, mm-hmm. and <laughs> where you where he bullied his way into yeah. the middle of the ice, oh my God. And, yes, and then he got the rebound. Yes, I know the Rangers won, but I'm always I always beat this drum of uh, appreciating legends while they're still playing. You know what I mean? Because I always have to do these retrospectives. Mm-hmm. You know when a player's career ends. And then, you know, but I watch players who are still playing and I'm like, well, no, we can appreciate them right here, right now. Yeah. This is documented history in the making. So what I, what I said is <laughs> yesterday, this was 
when Crosby scored. This is Crosby's 176th career playoff game. He'll probably end up over 200 when it's all said and done, which is unreal in today's game. For reference, Dano Chara is at 200 games, and he's 10 years older. 11 right now, actually, because of months. Uh, springtime is Crosby time. He's magic. And then I said, here are the guys who lead in playoff games played since 1997. And I chose that because 1997 was the first playoff after Chara was drafted, mm-hmm. even though he didn't play in the 97 playoffs. Uh, Crosby is the leading scorer among those players, and he will likely lead in a bunch of categories also. So the leader since 1997 in games played is Marion Hosa with 205. Lindstrom, 201. Uh, this is That's just since 97, too. I don't know how many career games Lindstrom's played. It's probably like 250. And Char's 200. Those are the only guys to eclipse 200. Crosby's going to get over there. He already leads in scoring with 193 points. <laughs> he leads in goals with 70 now. Malkin's at 65. So the only guy who has a chance... Or, sorry, Crosby is second in goals with 70. Marlowe is first. With seventy-two, never won a cup. Wow. Yeah, Crosby's only two behind. That's what it was. It was. That's why it was so frustrating when people were like disrespecting Marlowe. Yeah, it's like oh. fuck off. Like, he's, he, he's literally the best playoff goal scorer of his generation. Yeah, you just never watch yeah, San Jose he, in the playoffs. Just say you never stayed up for the late game. Well, just say it. And he just never played. Or sorry, never won. Uh, Crosby leads in even strength points with a hundred and twenty. No one else has more than ninety-two. Out of, out of the top 10. Like, dude, he's a monster. And and he's probably going to take over the goal-scoring lead potentially this year. And the only guy with any chance of passing him is his teammate. Mm-hmm. His second-line center. Dude, we're, we're watching history in the making. He's only 34, and he's going to be going for a while longer. Yeah, that's it's such an important point to bask in the glow of the legends while they're still playing. If he we, plays till he's 40? You know what's... Forget it. Yeah. Forget it. Man, I, I uh, even thirty-eight, like four more runs, and they and the Penguins maybe went a round or two. Come on, that Marlowe thing maybe something stick out. Have you guys heard the story of Jeremy Roenick and what he said to Marlowe in the playoffs? Oh, how could I not? Well, I know he said something to him, but he he trashed so, him in a book. He trashed him in a book, but he he said after Marlowe uh, did not score in the first five games of a playoff series in twenty eleven, he called him gutless, and he said he was one of the five. Or he said one of the five players he hated during his career. And I just thought, like, 72 this, goals in seven, 195 games. Like, that's fucking crazy. That's really good. In the, in the best, it's not regular season, man. It's, that says so much more about uh, uh, Jeremy Roenick than it does about Patrick Marlowe. It does. I just, I just, it just made me think of that story. And I, I remember at the time thinking, like, listen, I had my frustrations with Marlowe in Toronto as he got older, right? Fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jeremy Roenick was no slouch. Yeah. The contract is what made us upset with Marlowe. 100%. And no, Jeremy Roenick, 153 games in the playoffs, 53 goals. No slouch in the playoffs. No. But let, like he was, he was calling him fucking gutless. The guy is the leader. Are you I kidding know. me? I know. The only, the only uh, ding against him in terms of his stats, so the screenshot I took has the top 17 playoff games played since 97. Mm-hmm. Only three of those guys are minus players. Mm. Um, Joe Thornton's a minus 35 which is kind of nuts in 186 games. Marlowe's a minus 11 in 195. And the only other guy in 169 games, minus eight, Corey Perry. Interesting. That surprised me. He's uh, he's close to cracking the top 10, but the problem is the two guys ahead of him are still playing. So Perry, Malkin, and Crosby have to skip over number eight, Chris Draper. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Hey, um, uh, Minnesota comes back convincingly. Marc-Andre Fleury is a bounce-back game. And Kirill Kaprizov with a hat-trick against the St. Louis Blues. Listen. What a monster. Another one I'm going to ask you. What is going to be more indicative of this series, game one or game two? When it's all said and done. Mm, neither. Yeah? Neither. I just, I thought, um, like, to allow three goals, I mean, you talk about a series revolving around Alan Walsh clients. Um, <laughs> three, three goals from David Perron, uh, all on the power play, all from the same spot. That's not going to happen again. It's not. And that's not disrespect for David Perron. It's respect for the Minnesota Wild. And uh, the Wild having, what was it, six goals mm -hmm. against St. Louis? I don't think that's going to happen again either. No. No. Um, so I, uh, I'm excited to see the first game of the series tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's kind of how it works sometimes. First game of the series might be game five. Do you, if you're St. Louis, Jesse Blake, because you're the general manager in the room, uh, you got Billy Huso, who had a good game one and a bad game two. Do you put Binner in? Stanley Cup I, winner, Binner? I do not have enough mugs with my face on it that say no to respond to that question. All right. Holy cow, no, I am riding Billy Huso all the way to the Stanley Cup. I bet you a thousand bucks Jordan Bennington expects it. To get in the game? Oh, yeah. And I say, go punch some air. <laughs> You're good at Blues, that? By the way, do we, it. whenever we say that, Blues fans really don't like it. He's a hothead! <laughs> why, why is it wrong to say the thing that's true? I don't know. but Like, Blues fans normally super chill. But, man, when we talk about Bennington punching the air, ooh, but it's... It's bad. It's we get a lot of heat. A bunch of videos of it. <laughs> no, no, no he doesn't do that. Though, it's not Steve. even picking not, on them. That's not most yeah. of the time, is what they say. Listen, I say like a list of the nicest things ever about the Blues, and they, you know, don't lob on to the one thing. Come on. Also, Jordan Cairo. I, I, you talk about him every show. I love on my and bracket. then I go yeah, and Rob Thomas on a, <laughs> on my bracket, and you can see all of our brackets at uh, at SDPN Sports on Instagram. All of our brackets are up there. The three of us plus Julian and Andrew. I have the St. Louis Blues winning the Stanley Cup because I believe in Billy Husso so much I that I think he's going to carry them to the cup. You so, pick the Toronto Maple Leafs, I believe. No, 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 to win this series. Oh, this series. Oh, okay. I did pick the Leafs. Yes. I can bring it up. I've uh, never done that. Before. CJ, just got back to your message, Jesse. He said, no injury for Lilligren. Keith says his experience has shown up a bit, and he likes that Hall is an elite penalty killer. Steve Dangle. Boom. Wow. Come on. That's why Hall is in as opposed to Lilligren. Mm -hmm. okay. You know, I know maybe, I never played, but maybe, I've maybe, also been doing this for a decade. He now. said elite peak hair in the text, so maybe he means play killer. Could be. How, you don't how, know. How dare you. In this series, Steve had Minnesota over St. Louis in seven. Seven. Uh, if, I say, if I say in seven, that's me going, I can't decide. Adam had <laughs> Minnesota over St. Louis in six. Wow. I'm pretty sure every series I picked was six games, because I think every series is going six games. Uh, Jesse, I actually believe it. No, you picked Colorado in five. Okay, well, that was fair. And then everything else in six. Either. I think I feel pretty good about that. This, to me, was the hardest series to pick, though, by far. And then uh, I yeah. had St. Louis. Julian had Minnesota. Andrew, I am the only... Andrew had Minnesota. I'm the only one sitting here right now on the SDPN Sports Instagram that picked St. Louis. Oh, so maybe... You guys don't believe. No, we don't. No, there you go. I believe in Alan Walsh clients. Getting it done. Well, there then you are will more believe in them. Then you believe in Minnesota. There are more of them on St. Louis, I believe. I, I'm excited for the overtime penalty shot. Sean Dursey is going to take on 
Mark Andre Fleury. And it's going to be like Homer and Marge watching Bart and Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all, and they're both going to skate away as friends. Yeah, yeah and that's how it's going to it's going to end in a draw. <laughs> no, both players get like indefinite suspensions for point shaving. <laughs> but you can't just leave the ice. <laughs> Isn't it at the end too where people like rip the seats out and throw them on the ice because yeah. they skate away? That would no, definitely no. happen. Yeah, I think. Um, okay, so God uh, bless Canadian writers for sneaking hockey content into American shows. Did you get my text message that I sent you during the show because Steve tweeted this out earlier and I want to get to it. If it takes a little bit to queue it up, I think we got to talk about it. I wanted to bring it to the show, but I didn't think during the Stanley Cup playoffs it would yeah. be appropriate. <laughs> no, it's appropriate. Okay. But, yeah? but as okay. Jesse's queuing it up, I want to talk about this. Uh, I want to thank you for following the SDPN Sports Twitter account uh, because obviously it, it pumps out all the stuff that we're doing and that sort of thing. But we hit 10,000 followers uh, yesterday Woo. and we picked five of you um, to get 25 bucks to the SDPN Sports Store at sdpn.ca. Uh, so Rob Lomas, R. Lomas 42, Tom Hearn, Tommy B. Pick 1S, yes, that's a, that's a name, uh, Twisty God, at Twisty God, G-A-W-D, uh, I'm assuming he can twist, Alex Wingate, Alex the Knitter, and Bill Buckman, Bill 8 Uckman. On Twitter, you guys Definitely are all the big winners. Player. Yeah, well, Bill Buckman from I, the forties for sure. Seventies, yeah. seventies, twenties, maybe. I don't. Well, listen, I just felt like eighties in the in the in this in the twenties and thirties is more like William Buckner. You know, hmm. they had to do the full full hmm. name, Chestnut Buckner, yeah. and they called him Billy Boy. You know. So anyway, long story short, congratulations to you, and don't worry, there will be more contests and things like that on the SDPN Twitter. While we're here, let's do another one. Let's do a SDPN Fan Fridays today. So hey! send us a photo or a video of you listening to some sort of SDPN content. Tag at SDPN Sports on Twitter or Instagram. And then on Monday, we'll pick a winner of uh, somebody out there who's watching some SDPN content. And hashtag SDPN Fan Friday. Love it. There you go. What's this thing you want to get to, Adam? <laughs> 